Welcome to Run With Purpose. For those that are new to the show, my name is Flores. So glad you found this podcast. Would love if uh, you would subscribe. You hit that little button uh, and get notifications every time there's a new episode. And you can also reach out to me on the socials at flores.run. Today is a very special episode. For episode number four, I have an amazing leadership coach, friend, person on the show. All true. <laughs> All true things. <laughs> the executive director for Relay, Shannon Lee. Hi. Thanks for having me here, Jonathan. No, thanks, for, thanks for being here. I would like to say she, it's not like she joined another day. We just finished recording her podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out really. I didn't make really. a special trip out here for yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, I'm not driving the 10 minutes down 23, <laughs> even though you have to hit like the two worst stoplights to get down here. Well, and it didn't take me that long, even considering it was rush hour traffic. So I was pretty happy about that. Yeah, I guess guess from your place, it's not too bad. It's really not, but sometimes for whatever reason, even going the other, coming this direction from our place is like insane, no matter like, at that time of day right. or, or any other time of day. It just yeah. depends. So. Well, it depends. Like when we record at your house sometimes, the or all of the times, uh, <laughs> the uh, get it from me leaving work early, I still hit a stupid amount of traffic. Well, especially where you are. I know exactly. It just, it's, I used to make that commute from that same Oh, yeah, exit. yeah, yeah, you did. Not fun. Yeah, that's not, not, fun. That's not a thing. So today is going to kind of get into the idea of purpose and intentionality. So this is kind of what, the whole podcast really is about the last few episodes we've talked about fitness related things and like specifically running running related things. But I really want this podcast to be a little bit more than just that. I want the run with purpose to kind of resonate with you and, and you can insert whatever verb or that you have there instead of run, like whatever you do doing it with purpose and intentionality. And I thought Shannon and I were talking about it and I thought she was the perfect person to have on for this show because she she deals with this kind of thing. Like she's very, very knowledgeable in leadership, servant leadership, intentionality, and just everything in between. So yeah, we're just going to have a conversation and see where it goes. How's that sound? Perfect. <laughs> is that where the music starts? No, the music already started. Oh, okay. the music started the show. Oh, so, so this music is right now. Well, um, the, well, the music would have been golf by now. Maybe should, I, maybe I should just play it again. <laughs> I'll I'll pull it back in and post and be like, (laughs) that was weird. Why did it just fade back in and fade back out? Yeah. I don't do, I do like standard kind of thing. So like music, music's in, it's a lot easier to edit. (laughs) So what you're saying is my podcast is difficult. You're kind of a diva. Well, it's, but you know what? It's, it's a specialty actually (laughs) for me. I specialize in, you're intentionally being a diva. (laughs) I, I have specific things that I like. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. We all have our little things that we have to, uh, that are ours. So are you You asking me questions? No, I don't have any questions. I really just want to kind of talk the idea of if someone is not necessarily trying to find purpose, but like what's some things that people can do to be more intentional or what are some good, like helpful, helpful, I don't say tips or tricks, but like some things that people can do in their everyday lives that'll help be more intentional in their actions. Well, I think when I think about intention, when I think about purpose, one of the things, and this is going to sound a little esoteric and, and I'll try to make it more practical after this, but this was helpful to me. I used to beat myself up because I thought I had to have some kind of calling, yeah. right? Like here's the thing that I'm supposed to do with my whole life, right? <laughs> this is what I'm going to be when I grow up. Right. Some of that was informed by like 
it was influenced by like church upbringing and a really heavy emphasis on, you know, what, what is your calling? Other people would describe this as, you know, their higher purpose. Some people might call it, you know, um, just what they're passionate about, whatever. And so I think for me, because I never actually felt that I had a calling, I mistakenly believed that, well, I guess I'm not, that, like I couldn't find anything I was passionate about. And I think the mistake I made was thinking that I had to be passionate about something to find a purpose. Okay. What I've learned now, and I'm not ashamed to say I'm 47 years old, at this point in my life, what I realize is that passion is actually built over years. And it grows and develops through trial and error, through um, just doing different things in your life, just trying to keep it kind of general. The more I try to seek what my specific purpose is or why am I put on this earth? There's this quote that says, you know, the greatest day, um, the second greatest day is the day you were born. The greatest day is the day you find out why or something like that. Here's the thing. That's a t-shirt. I still don't know why. Okay. Like I don't have, here it is, here it is in a sentence. Now I can tell you what my purpose is right now in my life, but as soon as I start applying that purpose to my whole life, all of a sudden I've now limited my life. Right. Because at this point in my life, I've had certain experiences. I've learned a certain number of things. And so anything I would say is my life's purpose today would be informed only by those 47 years of experience. 10 years from now, I hope to be more advanced, more evolved, more developed, whatever. And I hope that that quote unquote purpose changes. Now, what does intentionality have to do with that? Well, I would say the biggest marker for me in in making that discovery was earlier in my life, and I think this is common for most people just in our chronological development, is we're less aware. We're less emotionally intelligent the younger we are. Generally speaking, we grow in awareness as we get older. I would argue, however, I've met <laughs> a few 80-year-olds that are not as self-aware as my hydroflask right here. <laughs> but, um, so that's not always the case. However, I think generally speaking, most of us are more self-aware, more emotionally intelligent now than we were five years ago, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, etc. And the biggest difference there is intention around just growing as a person. I think when we focus our intention on solely on accomplishing a thing or a task that we can achieve great things, but if we also don't get intentional about what kind of human being do we want to be, that when we're not intentional about that, we can actually miss out on a lot of beauty and a lot of um, great experiences around what we would call a purpose or our reason for our why for right right. now. And so in, in thinking about that, I think being more intentional, um, if there are younger folks listening to this, being more intentional about 
the kind of person you want to be and how you want to show up in your life, how do you want to feel? What kind of thoughts do you want to have in your life? Do you want to have thoughts that are angry and, and victim thoughts? Do you want to have thoughts that are freeing and liberating? What kind of emotional life do you want to have? Now, I'm not saying all negative emotions are destructive emotions because, you know, if a family member dies, a negative emotion is sadness and grief, right? And that's okay. That's normal. I'm not saying we should push away every emotion that's difficult or uncomfortable, but there are damaging emotions. And so if we're aware of damaging emotions, that's one way we can be intentional and say, huh, I didn't like that. I don't want to do that to myself anymore. Right. So that's where intention shows up the most for me is just being more intentional about who I want to be as a human being versus, you know, I never said, I never woke up one day and said, I, my purpose is to be an executive director of a nonprofit. But what I could have told you after I had more of this awareness, this intention around who I wanted to be is I was very clear on what I wanted my days to feel like, what kind of people I wanted to be spending time around um, what kind of, um, freedom I would have with my work. Mm -hmm. Like I was really clear and intentional about what it felt like to be me in my everyday life. And as I just kind of sought out the more and more of those feelings, the right experiences started showing up and I'm like, Oh, I can accomplish that as an executive director. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean being an executive director will give someone else that experience. It's right. just what, how I like to say, it's what the universe brought to me. Um, but it really started for me, the intention started with who I want to be, how do I want to show up? Not like, what is it I'm here to do? Right. Um, and then the second thing, just to reiterate, that I let go of this idea that I have to be passionate about everything that I do because I realized that that passion for what I'm doing today actually has grown over 20 years. If I, if you would have had to like nail me down in 1995 when I graduated college <laughs> um, and said, okay, Shannon, what are you passionate about? I got a degree in education. Was I passionate about teaching fifth graders? N hell no. <laughs> and I found out after teaching fifth, fifth grade, grade. Now I would have been, was I in fifth grade? How old's fifth grade? Wait, how old are you now? I'm 32. So that's 15 years. Yeah. So no, I would have been in 95. I would have been eight. You, so you were still. That's elementary. That's what's what? that? Second grade? First grade? No. Yeah. Math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Carry the one. I wasn't a math teacher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were like, in lower grades. Yeah, I was in. We'll, I was. <laughs> we'll say lower grades. <laughs> you weren't in fifth. I was youngers. You weren't in fifth. But I learned really quick that I didn't like teaching elementary students. They were way too needy for me, right? You know, I miss my mom. I need help with this. Wipe my nose, blah, 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 blah. Like, and I'm not making fun of that. I'm just yeah. saying I learned about myself. I'm never going to be passionate about this. So some things I knew right away, this is never going to be a passion for mine. But I discovered more about my purpose and my passion when I started paying attention to what brought me joy. What when I ended the day, made me go, yes, that was awesome. And I just started being intentional about paying attention. And it sounds like a redundancy, but <laughs> I got intentional about what brought me life. Right. You know, they say, follow your bliss. That sounds so, you know, mushy. Yeah. 
but I just paid attention to those things. I think it's interesting. The, like you said, like a bunch of like key words there, I think that like really stuck out to me. It was like talking about your passion and your purpose. And it's not necessarily, you may not, it's kind of the, I don't know what I'm going to be when I grow up or you may not be passionate about something, but you may feel like called to do something or someone else is pushing you in a certain direction. But the key that I got from what you were saying is, is finding that joy. Like what brings you joy in your life and then go there. It's not necessarily a position or a company or any of those kinds of things. It's finding, you know, in really what you're passionate about, but really what gives you joy to basically do it every day. I hate that quote of, you know, um, what is it? Find, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life or something to that effect. That's just like, no, because if you love something, you're going to put more time and effort and work in. It's going to be a pain that like, I love doing photography and videography, but it's a pain in the ass and it takes a lot of work to do it. Well, and it's unrealistic, right? The vast majority of people, some statistics say up to 90% of the American workforce doesn't love their job. So what are we all supposed to do? Quit our jobs and go do what we love. Not everybody gets to do that. And, and yes, it is fortunate if you can love what you do and feel like there's purpose in it, but the vast majority of us don't get that opportunity Mm -hmm. and for a lot of different reasons. And so what does that mean? Now you can't find passion at work because you don't have that, you know, unicorn of a cross section of passion and purpose. I mean, that's ridiculous and that's totally unfair. Actually, there was a study done um, and it's talked about in a book called the power of moments where they look at employee performance and the cross section of performance. So they looked at like high performers all the way down to low performers. And interestingly enough, well, this part won't surprise anybody. People who didn't like their job and people who couldn't connect their job to a higher purpose, uh, only 10% of them were high in the high performing range. Yeah. Shocker, right. right? People who love their job and people who um, found their job really connected to the higher purpose, they 80% of them were high performers. Also not a shocker. Right. The problem is those people were only 10% of the workforce, right? Right. Here's where the majority of the people sat. And the first, both of these will surprise you. Number one, people who love their job, but didn't connect it to a higher purpose, only 20% of them were high performers. You do not have to love your work in order for you to connect it to a purpose. It's a lie that in order for me to have passion at work or passion about what I do professionally, that I have to, um, or for me to, connect it to a higher purpose and have meaning that I have to love what I do. It's not true. Statistically is not, it is not true. But what's interesting is even people who aren't passionate about their work, if they can connect it to a higher purpose and the higher purpose just has to be higher than they are. Mm -hmm. Right. 65% of them were in the high performing range. 65%. This is good news for the vast majority of us who don't have jobs we love. Right. We don't like the job, but if we, if we're doing something for something, I wouldn't say greater than ourselves, but that idea of it's, it's more than, it's more than just you. You're making a difference. Whatever, whatever that difference means to you, you're making a difference. Yeah. So I think finding your purpose is something you can do in micro moments. Like what is this? How does this podcast connect to something that, is a higher goal for you or what does, you know, 
gosh, even if I'm cleaning the house, it'd be super easy to, well, I pay someone to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) But that brings you a joy. Ain't nobody got time for that. Um, Paying. That's great. (laughs) Paying the woman to clean my house who cleans better than I do um, brings me joy. Um, But when I have to do certain menial tasks with my job, even as the head of the organization, they're just administrative things. There's details I have to take care of that are just not my favorite, right? I don't feel passionately about those and they sure as heck are not a part of my purpose, right? right? right. But if I go to that dark place where I'm like, oh, I hate doing this, this sucks. I, I Doing this report every month, oh, that's how I feel about my expenses and mileage. <laughs> um, if I say, you know what, this is important and I can remind myself of something higher than the actual act itself of why it's important, that's me connecting it to a purpose and that's being intentional about it. It's making a choice. And I guess that's really the point, which is you choose if you find a higher purpose in something or not. You know, if you look around and you go, you know, all is miserable, you know, lamenting and, you know, the world is going to hell in a handbasket or whatever, guess what? That's what life's going to show up to you. That's what you're going to attract. And I'm not suggesting that we silver line our life. Um, Brene Brown talks about this idea of silver lining our circumstances where we're, you know, if you go, hey, Shannon, my grandma died. And I go, well, at least your grandpa's alive. You know, (laughs) that's silver lining. You know, it's like. like, He died too. Yeah. (laughs) Well, at least your mom's alive. You know, (laughs) that's silver lining where we ignore the bad. And I'm not recommending we do that, but I am recommending that we get intentional with, you know, choosing how we view our circumstance. Right. And you brought up a, a pretty, decent point to of finding purpose in, in whatever task we're doing. And that's kind of why I'm doing the podcast. You know that cause we had the previous podcast and it just didn't, um, I wanted to do, I wanted to continue doing something like that. We went away for a little while and I just still felt this like itch to like, I need, I feel like I have, I've, I've done a lot of stupid things <laughs> running and I've learned a lot of lessons along the way. But one of the biggest things, and I talked about it, uh, was it two episodes ago? I talked about goals in the episode and kind of talking about like goals need to be important to you. Like right. someone else can't give you a goal. Like a goal is to finish the Boston marathon or to qualify the Boston marathon. I don't think I'm ever going to get there. <clears throat> what I'd like to, <clears throat> ma'am, something in my throat. I don't know why I put the Boston, but the, the idea of someone else can't pick your goals for you. They need to be personal to you because if they're not personal to you and they don't mean something to you, achieving them is going to be, you might get to it, but then when you finish that goal, it doesn't mean anything. And you're looking for the next goal. Like you're just basically playing for the next game. And it's like, what's the point of that? Like, I I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want my life to be just a series of, all right, I did that. Now let's do the next thing. Like what's the next thing to do? It's kind of the whole big picture of it. You know, I started running from running. Then we started the hangry race series and now I'm traveling the country running. And now I've podcast talking about it and trying to show people that, you know, you can do things with, you know, you may not have a lot of time and money, but the time and money you do have, maybe you can, you know, go volunteer somewhere or donate money or help out a homeless person or, you know, something like that, where everything you do, you're choosing to put, to have purpose in that or not. Right. The choice is there. If you don't find purpose in it, it's because you're not looking, you're, you're pushing away and you're saying, nah, that's, I'm good. Yeah. And you have choices, right? You know, I'm a big fan of just paying attention to what comes into your life. And, 
you know, like I've told the story how our podcast got started. I'm not going to retell the whole thing right now, but it happened. You can hear it on it, which episode it was it. I don't know which episode, but it's on the slap. Yeah. Don't worry. We're going to plug. It. I literally have that in my notes. Make Sweet. sure we plug it. <laughs> uh, but it came about almost as a joke. Right. Right. The slap is our, is an acronym for our four values of, of the nonprofit. And it was almost a joke, but then we're like, wait, why not? Right. And then it was like, okay, I put that in the back of my mind. And I said, we'll try to make that happen. I knew nothing about it. And then I can't remember how we got on the conversation, but I said, yeah, the board wants us to do this. And I, but I don't want to go all the trouble of buying all the equipment and stuff. Like I don't, again, back to the details piece about like how I hate details. Right. You know, like all the wires you have on this <laughs> table right now, just there's a lot happening. Really right now. give me hives. So, um, and then you said, I have all the equipment. Why don't I just do this? And so again, paying attention to what I guess in a way kind of naturally comes into your life. And then when it does, I could have easily said, nah, I don't want to take the time to do that. Yeah. But instead I was like, the idea of it was engaging and exciting and kind of fun. And so I thought I'm going to follow that. Right. Never have I ever followed something that sounded fun and engaging that afterwards I was like, oh, I, I totally regret that. Right. I only regret the things I didn't do. Right. But even if you did, let's and not even say regret, let's say, and by the way, the slapcast, you can find it anywhere. You can find podcast because I produce it there. <laughs> <laughs> so Bam. it's everywhere you can find it, but definitely check it out. It's, it's, it's really, really, really good stuff. Um, the, where the hell, what were we just talking about? I literally just lost. I really should write down notes. Following like what naturally comes into your life. Yeah. So let's say it didn't go well. Say you did a few episodes. No one's responding to it. Yeah. No one's really engaging in it. The worst thing that happens is, you know what? I tried it. Yep. And that's it. And I, you said another thing that I've been, it's part of my, like the last year we, I think we talked about it. I do my whole motto for this past, like almost year now is getting comfortable with discomfort, putting myself out there and just doing things that make no sense, like the camping trip, which I think we talked about. Did we even talk about that? You went camping? Yeah. Three days. In a tent? Three days in the Appalachian Trail. And the first time I pitched a tent was out here. It was right there when I got the rental equipment two days before I left. Are you pointing? He's pointing out his window to the parking lot. (laughs) We we got the camera rolling now, so we might might actually use it. (laughs) Yeah, Shannon, let me, I'm I'm borrowing the camera too. So we have like a semi video. I look like a bum Um, anyways, but it's, it's getting comfortable with discomfort. But the other like part of that is when people say why my first answer now is why not? Yeah. It's, it's instead of going to the instant, like to make an excuse, I need to, I need to somehow convince myself that it's, I'm going to instantly say, that's a great idea. And then now think about it there instead of initially going with the negative going, Oh, I can't do this. Like, no, no, no. Take a step back. Let's be positive and say, yes, I'm going to do that. Some things are stupid. Like I just asked one of uh, one of my cop friends, I go, so logistically speaking, how can I run 270? <laughs> like if I want to run the loop, how can I do that? He goes, I mean, he goes, you'd have a real hard time getting permits. I go, but I could try. I could try to get permits. There's no way this is going to happen. Oh, another friend said he knew someone that actually did. He actually did it like overnight. Oh, when it was, Oh yeah. Like, so like you basically wait until like 10 PM and then, but you gotta run pretty quick. It's like 40 something miles. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't know. I probably shouldn't talk about this just because I get arrested for doing it. Like, Oh, he did talk about that. It's just an example. Yeah. Just an example of a thing. But instead of, 
saying, you know, like I said, instead of going straight negative and immediately giving the excuses of why something couldn't be possible or why I'm limiting myself in what I believe I can do, it's take that step back, say, why not? And then really process through and go, is this something I can actually do? And more often than not now, like you said, if I feel like I'm going to enjoy it, I get into it and I do it and to enjoy it every once in a while, I'll have an idea and I'm like, that was a dumb one. And, you know, I take some time to ponder on and go, that may have not been the smartest decision, but I but I took the time to not discount it instantly and go, no. Well, what I love about that, because what I hear when you say that is you're not afraid to experiment right. and just to see what happens. And what I love about that is I can't even count how many things that I've tried to do that I'm like, well, shit, I just did that thing. Right. You know what I mean? And had I not been willing to, and they weren't even like these huge colossal risks, right? They were just things I'd never tried before, right. like a podcast. You're right. I had no idea. In fact, I didn't even know until we recorded, <laughs> what, two Couple or weeks three ago. weeks ago yeah. that we even had anybody listening. I, I right. literally made the, I made it a joke, but I actually thought it was true. That I was like, yeah, our whole 10 listeners. And you're like, actually, you've got like 200 and some subscribers. Yeah. I'm like, really? <laughs> and I'm sure that's not as high as like, really, really big popular yeah. ones. But, but the point was I didn't do this to get a particular result. Right. I did this because it sounded like it would be fun to right. do. And I thought it would be a great way to promote the organization and to have really interesting conversations and to talk about the things that I like to talk about that are where I'm more confined in the workplace because I'm running an organization. Even when we do workshops and trainings, I'm confined to the curriculum, even though right. I created it. It's like, I have eight hours with these people or two days with these people. There's only so much we can talk about. Whereas on a podcast, I can break out one topic and talk for an hour on it if I want to, or 45 right. minutes. And I don't have that opportunity anywhere else. So I saw it as an outlet for me. And then I was like, well, if it doesn't go, it doesn't go. Oh, well, right. You know, and as well as it, you come to the point of you, you didn't know, and this is not a joke. She really didn't know until two weeks ago when she made the comment. And I told her that we had uh, you know a couple hundred subscribers is she had no idea that this was even people were even really listening to right. it. She knew some people were, I mean, cause we've had, we've had conversations with people like, Oh, I love the show. Yada, I mean, yada, my yada. husband subscribed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, obviously. He goes, I haven't, I go, what have you thought about it? He goes, well, I haven't actually listened to any episodes. It doesn't matter as long as you give us five stars. <laughs> Already, I have a couple five star ratings on this show and I'm like, I don't think you people actually have listened to this because if you listen <laughs> no. to it, you're going to say, no, that's not. And I hope I haven't been peaking this entire time. I just realized I hit my volume button. Well, oh, well we'll figure it out in post. Um, <laughs> But, uh, shit, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, you didn't do it for the result of a number or for the result of like external uh, people. It was, this felt good to you. And you felt like this was going to bring value to people. If that was one person or a thousand people, it's going to bring value to people. So why not do it? Why hold your, you know, I, I believe we're given these gifts and abilities that may not come across as much. It's like, yeah, we're just talking. We're having a conversation in a microphone everyone does this, but it's, it's having other, be having the ability to have other people hear your perspective that can kind of open their eyes to like, Oh, I never thought of something that way. And I yeah. did it. The goals podcast I had a couple friends that had listened to it and they were like, Oh, I, the way you worded that, I would have never thought about it in that way. And it's like, yeah, it just came to my head and I said, it, it wasn't like, you know, I'm not going to write a book on it and, you know, be like, this is a quote, you know, sell a, a whole like series about like how this is how you run with purpose <laughs> <laughs> Buy now for night five easy payments of 1999. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Well, and I think, rant. I think what that speaks to is 
when we're looking to discover our purpose, whether it be some big picture for our life or even for right now, you know, I think looking at motivation is important into that's something we can be intentional about. Here's what I mean by that. If your intention around finding a purpose is to drive yourself to perform, right? You're like, I need to find my purpose so that I can accomplish something and be famous or so I can accomplish something and move up the ladder or whatever. Like you're driving yourself to perform. You in essence are making your purpose performance, Mm -hmm. which will never work. You'll never actually feel fulfilled by that. Instead, if you focus and get intentional and have a drive to develop. Mm. And I think that is to your point, you know, what will I learn by doing this? Cause it, cause that's how I looked at the, the slap cast. I was like, well, even if it flops, I'll learn something. Right. And that's how I view, you know, meetings with part of what we do is we, uh, we have a social enterprise and that social enterprise, we, essentially sell learning and development services to individuals, teams, and organizations. And so in that process, we sit down with people and have discovery meetings. And sometimes we end up working with those employers or teams or whatever. And sometimes we don't. And I heard my friend, Chris McAllister say this. He said, where we get into trouble is we attach ourselves to the outcome of that meeting. Like, man, we got to sell this. This is going to be a $25,000 contract if we get it, you know? And so we show up to that meeting with this like needy, like, like the 14 year old girlfriend or boyfriend (laughs) who, you know, just needs you to like them. Right. Right. I need you to like, we're going to show up that way because that's how we're feeling. Right. And we don't even know it. If instead we show up to that meeting with, by attaching to the process of the meeting, like, man, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to do my best to ask really great questions and really partner with these people and help them uncover some of their deepest learning and development needs. And that's it. I'm only attaching to the purpose of that day, which is to learn. And when I attach development, learn, learning and growth, whether it be a meeting or for myself personally, I find that now whether or not I get the business or whether or not I achieve what I set out to achieve or whether or not the slap cast is good or not, I find that I'm not nearly as disappointed. I'm not nearly as emotionally tied to that result either way. And so it allows me to just put my whole heart into the process Mm -hmm. without worrying about what happens on the other end. Yeah. It's, it's, a problem with our society, I think as a whole with that external gratification of, I need to, I need to, someone needs to give me that, um, acknowledgement of Mm -hmm. those kind of things. Like they haven't done it yet in the U S but Instagram with that whole likes thing. Did you see all that stuff? People flip the fuck out about that. Like, no, I need to know exactly how many, I want everyone to see how many likes I have on this photo. Why? What does it matter if you're producing, you know, if you're, if you're putting something out for people to see, that's it. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, they don't. But to have that gratification based off of other people's things and the internet is a very bad place to be looking for positive reinforcement. If you want to feel really shitty about yourself, just post (laughs) something on Reddit. You know what Eckhart (laughs) Tolle says about that? Not about social media, but he says that when you feel like you don't get the validation you want from others, um, like you're not getting enough, 
or someone's recognition of you is too small, it's actually because you feel small. Mm. And um, it's, it's an old book he wrote called um, A New Earth. And he talks about this whole concept of, um, of our need to get that external validation. He talks about the ego and I could never do him justice, but I just listened or re-listened to this chapter. And he talks so eloquently about how what we actually need from the world is what we view in ourselves or what we're afraid of in ourselves mm-hmm. when we're when we're being needy. And um, boy, that hit me between the eyes of, you know, when I'm when I feel like you haven't given me enough, it's because I'm feeling small. Yeah. And so again, it goes back to being more aware of you know, I, and I'm not saying you gotta go fix that because I don't think right. you can fix it. I no. think what you fix is is you just be aware when you're feeling like that. And the more aware you are when you're feeling small, not feeling validated, just by being more aware, it starts to quiet down and it slowly over time starts to dissipate when all of a sudden you realize, oh, that person disrespected me or that person not giving me validation, whatever, all of a sudden you'll wake up one day, six months, eight months later, you go, oh my gosh, that didn't even matter to me. Right. And it's only because you were aware. It's like, you can't actually work on it. You just, other than now that you've heard it to just kind of notice when you see it happening in yourself. It's a weird kind of juxtaposition of you, you work on being aware, but you can't really, that's all you can do. Right. And the awareness is actually what brings the change. It's kind of cool actually. Yeah. Well, I think that's good. I think that's, you guys just got a lot for free right there. So yeah, I normally charge like five grand for all that. Yeah, so. and, and, and she's not joking. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's 15. It's usually 15. It's usually 15. It's usually 15. I wish, I wish. What do we say about being a diva? I don't know if that first part was in the intro, I'm, if that was I'm before a recording. Diva. I'm, a, I'm a diva. That's like a Beyonce song or something. Probably it? it is. I don't know. I don't listen to her. I'm not a big fan of her. Well, That's why I won't watch the new Lion King. Just cause. I d- are you serious? Yeah, I'm not a big Beyonce fan, like at all. Well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan and let me phrase, let me phrase. I don't want to do anything that she's in. Like, oh. I don't want, I, I don't want to like, I don't want to be involved with anything. So you really don't like her. I just don't like her whole, like the biggest thing. So I already didn't really like her just cause you know, she's like the queen or whatever they can, like everyone was like bowing her feet or whatever, but they did a cast photo of the lion King and she was the only person that was not there and they photoshopped her in at the end because she couldn't be there. All of the TV interviews they did on like late night shows and stuff like that. She did not show up. She didn't do it. And I'm like, like the kids are doing it that are playing like Simba Nala, like the young ones. And I'm like, you are not that important. Okay. But that's a, that's a whole nother soapbox. I guess my admiration for her is her ability to sing live and dance and not be out of, listen, I'm out of (laughs) breath walking up a flight of stairs. Okay. (laughs) Forget about dancing and singing at the same time. Well, I can't dance anyway, but I, I will walk. I watched her homecoming special on Netflix Netflix just because I was like, I've got to see And sure enough, two solid hours. Yeah. Which I mean, again, it's, it's she, impressive. Yeah, she does impressive things in that sense, but I just, I don't, I don't take well to people that, whether I'd they like, say it or not, they act like they're better than everybody else. And it's like, yeah, you have more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime, but I'm okay <laughs> with that. I don't need it. All right, sorry, I went off that, <laughs> went off that track. But so, Shannon, where can how and where can people get uh, in touch with you or in touch with Relay or you know, we'll plug Slapcast as well. 
probably I I'm happy to give out my personal email, but it's probably easier just to remember the info email. Yeah. Just because it's simpler. It's info at relayleadership.org. That's R-E-L-A leadership.org. If you want to email me directly, it's my first and last name at relayleadership.org. Our website is relayleadership.com. And uh, again, Slapcast, look for it anywhere that podcasts are published. And then Relay, is it Relay Leadership on all the socials? It is at Relay Leadership, okay. Instagram, Facebook. The ones that matter. LinkedIn. Yeah. Is there another one? Did I miss one? Someone asked us if we did Pinterest one time. I'm like, why would we do Pinterest? No. I, I had a Pinterest site and then I realized why. Yeah. Cause you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not crafting things. <laughs> I'm also not a 26 year old female that needed Although, her pumpkin spice latte. I could see where a runner could have a successful Pinterest, like, yeah. like recipes for like pre yeah. that's, no. that's most of the stuff you see on there is like recipes, training plans and like top 50 places I'd like to run. And it's, if you want that, you can visit my website at www.flores.run. <laughs> Great. Now I want tacos. Yeah. <laughs> mm, tacos. <laughs> but yeah, so thanks so much for listening. Thank you, Shannon, uh, for being on the show. You can reach out to me on social media at flores.run on Facebook and Instagram. Again, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google. Leave me some stars, a nice comment or a bad comment. You don't like it. You want something changed. There's only one way to do it and to let me know. So you can shoot me a DM uh, or leave a review. That'd be great. And you can visit my website, www.flores.run. I've got all of the blog posts up there. So we are caught up to date on all of the races. And then I've got some cool videos and stuff coming out soon on the YouTube channel, but you can find all the details there on the website. Thank you so much. Uh, Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time. And we'll see you guys next week.